everyone, and welcome. Once again, it's the Rumble Over the Thunder podcast here from the X-Bar in downtown Kakona. Dan, the podcast man, good to see you. Good to see you, too. Andy Monday, good to see you. Hey, how we doing? 32. 32. Podcast 32. That's a tough one. The obvious one's Mike Meyerhofer Jr. Yes. Former late model champion. Showstopper. Figure eight champion. Uh, let's go. Th- let's throw it way back to Wisconsin Sport Trucks like 20 years ago, and we'll put a Nate Ortlieb out there. That's a good one. That's a very good one. remember Nate Ortlieb? I, the name... He was pretty good. Refreshes me a little bit, but I don't it's really from, remember. From like the Brilliant I, area. I don't remember the truck or what it might look like. Steve Litchfield. Steve Ran Litchfield. the Tundra Ace. Ricky Craven. Steven T. Yeah, Ricky Craven. Marcus the, Allen. The tide car. We could just keep go. going off. Yeah, we could whatever. Get, just go off the board. We don't, <laughs> we don't necessarily need to do any WIR local racing stuff. Well, we're getting close. We're here on Monday night at the X-Bar. Racing on Thursday night. Big Fox River Racing Club opener. Pit Party was a success. Tundra Race was a success. Tundra Race was good. And we're going to talk about mm-hmm. all that. But first, we had ourselves a nice interview with someone who you may remember from Fox River Racing Club action. If you're going back to like 2008, 2009, which is weird because I've known this racer for a long time. Since about that time. And it's weird to think that she's been racing this long. Coming to race again full time on Thursday nights. Divine Racing Family Stable. Yep. In the late model division. Not the super late, but the late models. Regga May, and we'll roll into that interview right now. We are here with our guest at the X-Bar, Regan May, who is rejoining the Fox River Racing Club. Regan, uh, it's good to have you back on Thursday nights. Tell us about what we're going to see. Yeah, I'm excited to be back. Um, I'll be running a limited late model for the Divine family. Um, so this will be kind of my first full season um, on the half mile. I have some some experience on the quarter mile, have ran a few races here or there um, on the half mile with Tundra, um, a couple random um, Thursday nights with my super late model. So um, I'm excited to get back here to the track that's in my backyard and, and see what we can do. Now, this isn't your first time racing full time on Thursday nights. We go back quite a bit of ways and it's weird to say that but all the way back what 2008 you were a full-time sport truck driver tell us about that too yeah um i got quite a few laps um a season or two on the quarter mile um in, in the sport trucks so um definitely been been around on thursdays but i'm excited for a different change of pace to see what the, the half mile has so where have you been what have you been doing where reagan may lives in west appear West Side slash Oshkosh, but has been racing Golden Sands, Tundra, all kinds of different things. Just tell us about where your career has gone since people maybe saw you in the sport truck the last time you were racing on Thursday nights. Yeah, definitely. So um, I did a year in um, in a sport mod on dirt um, back in 2008. Um, and then in 2009 is actually when I moved up to super late models, ran a season um, at Plover at Golden Sands following year did a season traveling um, through Michigan and Indiana with the Super Pro Series where I was the rookie of the year there. Um, After that ran um, some with Tundra in 2014 picked up the rookie of the year there Um, and then 2015 ran full-time at Golden Sands where I picked up the Super Late Mile Track Championship there so that was pretty pretty cool um, being the first female in the state of Wisconsin to win a Super Super Late Model Track Championship. So um, since then, have been traveling around with Tundra, picking up a couple races um, 
not really running for points anywhere. Um, just kind of getting to, to as many different tracks as we can. Um, and then fortunately, the last three years or so, um, the Divine family has actually asked me to drive for them. Spent some time in the Midwest Truck Series where I picked up the um, lacrosse win um, at Oktoberfest in 2017 um, and then ran some super late model races for them last year and then ultimately running that limited late model uh, full season this year. Tell me about the Divine family. How did you get hooked up with them? Uh, what spurred this partnership? Yeah, so um, just one of those um, racing families. Uh, we had actually um, ironically met at um, Winchester back in 2010 when I was running with the Super Pro Series. Um, so granted, they were from Appleton, so not too far from where our race car shop is, but our first time actually meeting was in Indiana. Um, so uh, just kind of knew them through the, through the racing um, family, and then on um, the last couple of years, they wanted to try something out, put somebody else in the car. So they reached out to me to see if I wanted to take take a stab at learning learning a little bit different. Um, I've always been working on my own setup. Um, obviously, Dalton and Coleman Racing Products the last five years or so have been really helpful for me on my learning curve. But um, it's, so it's been a little bit different having. Um, more of the driver aspect and not having the full control of, of the setup. So it's been a cool learning experience to kind of work with car owner um, and then just kind of getting someone else's feedback and, and learning different experiences throughout the years. Yeah, and one of the things I was going to ask you about too on that same vein is uh, working with Chad or Buck, as they call him, as your crew chief, with him being a former driver, um, does that really help kind of when you give feedback with him being a driver himself, being able to make adjustments for you? Yeah, I mean, it, it's nice because he's he's turned many laps around most of the tracks we've been at, so he knows where the bumps are in the track or or what corner is more important than the other at certain tracks. So it's been nice to be able to bounce ideas on what I think we should do with adjustment for the car and what he thinks we um, should do and kind of bounce off on how I feel the car is and what he sees. So it's it's been kind of cool to have both those aspects um, on and off the track. I want to circle back uh, through your career a little bit and go back to the year 2015. You were one of the original members of the Kawiki Driver Development Program. Uh, just tell us about that. Yeah, so I was in the first year that they did the KDDP, so the Kawiki Driver Development Program. So that was that was pretty cool um, for me because I, at the time I was going to school for my mechanical engineering degree, so um, Alan being a um, mechanical engineer. So it was one of those things that was cool. I respected him from the racing aspect, but also being that grassroots racer um, up until the last few years driving for the Divines, it's always been a family-run um, affair for me. So um, the money and everything that goes into race cars my dad and, or myself owned and worked on. So um, it was really cool to be able to relate to Alan that way and, and see how well his career took off. So um, it, it was a pretty cool experience. Um, got to travel a lot that year. I think that was definitely my busiest season. I ran 30 races. Um, and that's that's usually about two seasons for me done in one summer. So that was pretty cool. And, and just getting to meet um, all those different racers throughout throughout the state um, when we went down for the banquet. So um, definitely a good representation of Wisconsin racing um, as first, second, and third. Um, and that points were all from Wisconsin. So just kind of proven that we do have a good racing community here and we're all very competitive. And, you know, it wasn't just that either. How about the Drive for Diversity Combine? You went to that, I think, 2016, 2017, so shortly afterward. 
Yeah, so that would have been 2016, um, got selected to go down for the drive for diversity. So that was a different experience in itself too. Um, definitely got down there and, and realized that in Wisconsin, what we're used to being like that homegrown um, family run sport, family run teams um, isn't always the case for a lot of um, other people throughout the, the states. Um, but it was definitely a cool experience to get, again, meet those different people. Um, that's actually where I met Hannah Newhouse, who's one of my better friends. So definitely cool to, to be around people that love the sport of racing and, and get to learn from them and um, have those contacts for whenever you're going to need it later in life. We need to hear the Hannah Newhouse story. You need to tell us why you guys are friends now. Yeah, so... Um, Can Dan put in the voiceover for the Hannah Newhouse quote from lately? Well, I was going to ask if she would do the same thing for Riley Herbst, but probably not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so um, I, I, Hannah and I kicked it off right away. Um, just one of those things, like, we had the same sense of humor. We got along really well. Um, she's super down-to-earth, super, super cool girl. But um, what really kind of sparked our friendship was... We were down um, in Florida, I was like October time frame, and we were all taking turns in the, in the car. So I, would like I do in Wisconsin, set my helmet down on the ground, didn't think anything of it. So I was going, going out to get back in the car for my second, second um, set of laps, and I grabbed my helmet and I'm about to put it on, and one of the crew guys is like, well, you better check that for fire ants. And sure enough, looked at my helmet, and it's full of ants. So I was like, well, I'm glad I didn't put that on my head. So um, I actually got to use Hannah's helmet. So for a little bit, I was rep, repping uh, Boise State, but we'll, we'll, we'll let it slide for the one time. So she definitely saved me there. Better than Ohio State. <laughs> definitely better than Ohio State. If you guys don't know, Reagan May is actually a – Reagan, your from, family's from Ohio mostly, um, and you're an Ohio State fan. You and I have bet on this before, and I've lost every time. <laughs> yes, this is correct. I'm pretty sure you had to wear an Ohio State hat at one point because of a bet he lost, but – um, yeah, I'm originally from Ohio, um, grew up mainly in De Pere, though, and then went to school at Michigan Tech, so kind of all over the board, but will forever be an Ohio State fan. So going back a little bit further, we talked a little bit about your, your background and your history, but uh, something we talk about a lot on this podcast is the Wisconsin Sport Trucks, and obviously you started racing those. There's, I don't know, what did we figure now? There's like so many. 15 or 18. So many. Uh, drivers that have moved up from the sport trucks to different things. So what what are your fondest memories of that class and those years you spent in the Wisconsin sport trucks and what it did for your racing career since then? Yeah, um, actually, how I got into the sport trucks was um, I was actually racing for John Razor at the time. Um, so we had a mutual sponsor, Clancy Automotive, and John was looking for somebody to drive for the Powder Puff race. Um, so that was back in... 2007 probably um so I ran the powder puff race for him and um actually ran for him the next two years in the sport trucks but it was it was definitely a lot of fun um it was a huge class there was constantly a b feature um it was definitely awesome to race against a wide variety of different people you had a lot of young kids like myself I was 14 at the time um racing against people that had been in the series for probably since it existed um so <laughs> teddy it, it, bear and yeah Pete's teddy and pete and like <laughs> race, still there yeah who are still there and it's yeah. awesome to see them there um so it was really cool to, to kind of get to race against um the wide wide variety of people um i think definitely racing against pete was always the greatest because he would always joke about how i was the youngest and he was the oldest and um we had i don't even know what what age gap we had going on there but it was a lot of fun um 
definitely a good group of guys to get started in and and I mean they're still out there doing their thing and putting on a good show for the stands so it was a lot of fun um traveling I think was a big thing I loved about that was um when they had the traveling series so um just didn't you go for a ride at Slinger one time yeah I did I <laughs> forgot about that yeah rolled over the truck at Slinger and then got t-boned in the door at whatever 70 miles an yeah, hour so pretty. yeah I don't, I don't remember that part so it wasn't too bad for me but yeah so I I again like I've always believed that become the best racer you can you need to travel outside and go to as many different tracks as you can get as many different experiences as you can so um that was a good opportunity with that is I'm fairly certain that was probably my first time at Slinger was in a sport truck so um it was just one of those things I I liked getting out outside of my comfort zone and trying new things so that's that was definitely a good experience there and should we share our uh, Wisconsin sport truck story that came to light last year at Oktoberfest Oh, no, I got to hear it. So, <laughs> so when Reagan was racing trucks, it was like 08 or 09, um, like she said. Uh, I had subbed in, I think, either in the Vixmer or Vandermoss truck one night. And I um, I got into Reagan and spun her out, 100% my fault. But me being a meathead, <laughs> never apologized, never went over to her, never said nothing about it. And 10 years later at lacrosse, <laughs> on our way to the Pink Flamingo or whatever, I uh, I apologized to Reagan for spinning her out in the sport truck 10 um, years prior, <laughs> and then we proceeded to FaceTime her parents at home <laughs> oh, to, to share the story <laughs> as well. Her dad was sleeping, I'm but your sure mom that, was pretty excited. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, 10 years later, I'm getting that apology. So, <laughs> And then we deemed that we should be teammates, and he, he was supposed to let me know I had my helmet and suit ready for the Tundra race, but he never called me in. Yeah, so. I got a Snapchat right away after qualifying that she was ready, because that was the deal. We were going to team up. I was just going to qualify, and then she'd take over the rest because that's all I was good for, apparently. So we had it I'm all worked sure out. I'm pretty sure he said that. I'm not the yeah, one that said that. Yeah, we had it all worked out. <laughs> so let me ask you this, Reagan. When you guys were walking to the Pink Flamingo, did, did you have that thought like, oh, this guy better apologize for what he did? Have you, had you been waiting for it, or was it already water under the bridge? Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I actually completely forgot about it. <laughs> so It was so we, on my guilty conscience. Yeah. Then. So it was definitely, it was water under the bridge for me. Um, I'm pretty quick to, to get over things. So um, it, it hadn't bothered me for years enough that I couldn't remember exactly what he was talking about. So I believe it happened. So <laughs> It was getting late that night too. So yeah. There were other things to worry about. Those kinds of things happen. <laughs> One thing I remember about you when you were doing the Kawiki diversity program, and even before that, you've raced at some, I don't want to say strange places, but maybe places that a lot of people around here haven't raced. Uh, Kinross is what I think. Didn't you go to that track in West Virginia too? Is that Ona? Ona, Ona yeah. yeah. Tell me about tracks like that. Yeah, so I, I like getting out in those different places. So um, Kinross, we went up there supporting Coleman Racing Products, um, and then getting down to West Virginia at Ona was awesome because um, my, fam my extended family never really gets to see me race, so that was... In, the, in their backyard, them mostly living in Ohio. So it was really cool to kind of get out and see different tracks, different people. Um, I think even going to those tracks, people have this mentality of Wisconsin being a very competitive and strong racing state um, that they had a, a big, I would say, worth of respect um, for myself, my crew, and pretty much anyone that was going to gonna come down from Wisconsin. Like, they were more excited, I think, to race against us than we were to be at the new track, and that's saying a lot because I love going to new places. So um, it's definitely one of those things that, that you don't really know what you're getting yourself into when you roll into a new track. Um, so it's not only a learning curve from 
um, the track and setup, but also against who you're racing. Um, I think once you get comfortable with a, with a group, you know who you can run hard, you know who you can, who you need to back out if they're going to come down sooner than you going into the corner. Like you learn those about the people that you're racing against. So when you're going to these new tracks, that's something you're all trying to take in within an hour of practice before the race. So it's a, it's a nice learning curve. Um, but I think ultimately everyone had a, a big respect for Wisconsin and, and the competitive that racing that comes out of it. So when you go to a new track and you're trying to figure out where to lift, who do you ask? Yeah, that's a good question. God, you ask God. Yeah. <laughs> do you look for a yellow sign? Yeah, you look. You don't lift until you see the yellow sign, even if it's coming out of two. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, There's a story behind that. Come on. Yeah. So okay, side story about the yellow well, sign. The whole podcast is yeah. side stories anyway. So this is um, a good one. Frank Cryer had someone in his car who was driving. Uh, probably Morgan Rasmussen. Yeah, that's who it yeah. was. So never had been to the lacrosse before. So him and I, and I think Dalton were walking around the track. Just uh, I think it might have been my first time on lacrosse too. And Morgan's like, yeah, Frank said um, going into one, you don't lift until you get to the yellow sign. And I look in the corner. I'm like, well, I hope not because the jig sign is off of two. <laughs> so <laughs> like it was completely like on the exit. But um, yeah, so that's where that story comes from. But Going back to the original question about who do you ask, um, I think in the racing community in general is pretty open to help you out. So um, anyone's going to stop by, give you pointers. I think if you walk up to just about anybody, they're they're going they're willing to help you out. So a little bit of that, and a little bit of how far can I push it before you get a four wheel drift going or whatever the case is. <laughs> so um, I think a little bit of testing. I think the more seat time you get at different tracks, um, you get more comfortable at pushing those limits when you get to a new place. Um, I think if you, if it's your first time outside of your home track, you're going to be a little more hesitant than if you go to 10 different tracks in a season. So um, I think it's a little bit of give and take and you figure it out if, and you either spin out and you, and then you realize you went too far or um, there's definitely that, that play that you, you kind of find that fine line. Goals for this year. Goals. Yeah. You got coming up with the. 2019 late model class that's been ultra competitive the last few years um the reigning champion jesse bernhagen will only be joining us part-time this year so they're going to be crowning a new champion this year what are your goals for this year i think that's kind of a leading question are you eligible for are you eligible for rookie of the year i should be i don't have a i don't have a full season on the there half mile so there's that and i guess we too. can claim that <laughs> You're going to have to come back and uh, update your tile here yeah. at the X-Bar then again. I want to fill that bad boy out. Um, no, I think um, high-level goal, I think, is to be consistent. Um, I'd like to run consistently up front, keep the nose clean, um, build that respect. I I don't think I've raced with most of these guys, so it'll be a, a learning experience to see everyone else's driving style and um, just get comfortable with everyone. But um, I think we should be pretty competitive, so I think just being consistent and and keeping all the fenders on is what takes to win a championship or um, even I'm not I'm not a points racer so I can't really say like oh that's what I, I want to win the championship like obviously I want to but Everybody I'm not yeah to. I'm not gonna get stressed out about um, points racing so I I mean I'm out here to have fun I, I think I've come to that conclusion um, I think most people have in racing that um, to make it to the next level is you gotta have that right chip checkbook or know, or know the right person so none of us are out here making money we're all doing it just for fun put a good show on for the fans so I think just um, having having a good time every week and and being as consistent and running up as far up front as I can and um, 
ultimately just being happy. So I think that's pretty much my goals. Solid, solid goals. Sponsors, got them ready for the season? Have them written down? Yeah. Um, In your head? Okay, perfect. It's not too long, so I got that. Um, I mean, obviously, um, Coleman Racing Products has always been a big supporter of me, so um, regardless of what I'm in, they've always kind of carried along with me, so that's awesome. Gene and Dickie um, have been always there, um, and then even Dalton with with technical support that I've learned over the last couple years, Um, and then Bullet Bedliner of Green Bay, so if anybody needs any um, bedliner, undercoat, truck accessories, tonneau covers, they they do everything, (laughs) so um, feel free to reach out. Um, They are on social media. I should know their phone number, but I don't, Um, but you can easily Google that. And um, obviously, Macville Motorsports, so Dan and Chad Devine, um, super super fortunate to have the mass suite to drive for them the last couple of years and it's an opportunity i never really expected to get so i'm very grateful for that and um i think we work pretty well together actually we work very well together so i'm really excited to see how this season goes okay before we let you go there's two quick things i want to touch on number one the weightlifting, and number two you got yourself a pretty damn good job too uh, working at oshkosh yeah um so i Weightlifting first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, I and she kicked me right. When she said <laughs> I didn't mean that. not did not mean to kick him there. Um, so yeah, um, I started doing CrossFit in 2015. Um, ultimately, the goal was to get in shape for racing, um, and then just kind of progressed into a passion of mine um, that in Olympic weightlifting. So I like to compete. I've actually qualified for some national events, um, and then I also coach at CrossFit Oshkosh. So. Um, healthy lifestyle is definitely over the last three or so so years um something that i've focused on um and i think it's also helped me in the car um just being in better shape not not getting fatigued um when you're not fatigued in the car you can really focus on hitting your marks um setting up passes you're not worried about how tired you are so um ultimately how how that's um played into racing and then um as far as Oshkosh Corporation goes I um graduated from Michigan Tech with my mechanical engineering degree in 2016 in December um and then that following January started as a design engineer at Oshkosh Corporation so I've been there full-time for a little about two and a half years um intern and co-op there as well I've actually transitioned over the last year or so into the rotational program so every four months or so I switch rotation so I'm getting a lot of different experiences and different engineering um, functions and even outside of engineering functions so um, that's been keeping me busy I love everything I do at work so it doesn't feel like I'm going to work which is nice and then I've somehow recently got this really great idea to start doing my MBA so (laughs) nothing like working full-time and doing school and racing all in (laughs) once but we we figure it out Um, excited to see kind of where that goes so can't complain really like my job and everything Oshkosh is behind so so it's always fun you pointed at me when she was talking about CrossFit and some of the things she was saying let's just get one thing straight here she does CrossFit so she could kick my ass and I run so I could run away from her so she can't kick my ass I was they're two different things you were talking you know you were talking about being fit inside the race car you know and what that meant for you i just kind of wanted they both get at the same thing different ways yeah okay perfect you know i gotta start learning to run those stairs a little bit myself because i get out of breath when i'm coming back up after doing interviews but that's another story for another day reagan thanks so much for joining us it's great to have you yeah thank you guys for having me good luck this year thanks you too
All right, Reagan May, watch out for her in the number 33 late model this season. All right, so I got a big thanks to Reagan May for joining us here at the X. Uh, great interview. She is, she's an interesting one to talk to, and you know, I I was able to throw in some questions. You were able to throw in some questions, and it's kind of like, she's one of those people like you, just <laughs> sits around after the races. Anybody wants to come up and talk, she's got a lot to say. Yeah, and she definitely could tell from the interview she has a a lot of different things going on that keeps her busy and motivated, and um, it's really going to be interesting to see how she uh, mingles in with the other late model competitors with, like we talked about, Bernhagen's not coming back, but you still got, you know, my brother Brian out there, Brazen Bennett, Mike King. Um, I mean, I think they had six or seven different feature winners last year, so yeah. she's going to be right there. I would expect Reagan to be successful with her prior experience and probably be in the dash almost every week. I would think so. And that's a good piece of equipment, too, with a lot of knowledge behind it, so that should be a really nice addition to the yeah absolutely and for those who aren't too familiar with the divines um they are from macville so just north of appleton and uh dan and chad have been involved with racing forever (laughs) i should say that forever but really a long time and um they've done a lot of racing at kakana over the years they've done a lot of racing at plover they've done a lot of traveling i believe they have um and reagan might have touched on this too three or four cars in the shop because chad still races part-time they got the midwest truck they got the car they're going to race on Thursdays. Um, so a lot of cool things going on out there for uh, a father-son operation. And they still have the quarter-mile late-model car. Quarter-mile late-model, there yeah. you go. Yep. That uh, Chad was driving a bit. Well, let's roll right into the Thursday nights. Well, actually, let's backtrack a little bit. Had the Tundra race uh, a couple of weeks ago. Andy, you were in it. Successful, fourth. You did a lot of fourth placing that day, didn't you, <laughs> from what I understand? Bunch of fours. How random Bunch of fours, is that? yeah. Well, not really random. There's a pattern to it, right? <laughs> Should buy a Powerball with a four on it. I think so. Right far. Yeah, we uh, we started out the day uh, competing in the Nina Duathlon, and uh, that went really well. Um, the uh, the first run I was pretty confident in because you're fresh and adrenaline's pumping and you're excited for it. Um, so that went really well, and then uh, got on the bike for 13 miles and. Uh, there was no wind, luckily, that day, which is a pain in the butt when you're on a bike. Unless it's going um, with you. <laughs> right. Yeah, just one-way wind. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that went really well. And then I was kind of nervous a little bit about the second run because after 13 miles on the bike at 17 and a half miles an hour, your legs really don't go right back to mm-hmm. running form. Uh, but that went pretty well, and we finished off uh, fourth in our age group at the duathlon. And um, Jeff on my race team um, – he was in the event as well. Um, he averaged close to 21 miles an hour on the bike. He finished 10th overall wow. in the entire event just on the Very bike. Nice. So he was uh, he was definitely <laughs> hauling the mail. And then, uh, yeah, like you said, then we uh, switched over and uh, got off to the track. And the Tundra race was a great day. We had great weather. Yeah. Um, a little chilly at night, but <laughs> there you'll have that in May. <laughs> Um, but no, the race went well. We were fourth in both practices. We qualified tied for fourth. And then in the feature, we were running sixth. And on the last lap, two guys couldn't get along. So we ended up finishing fourth. So, and the irony of it all is the next day I stepped on the scale and guess how many pounds I lost? Four. I had to show up my wife because oh I couldn't believe that. <laughs> so, uh, yep, four, four pounds lost in wow. one day, just like that. So. Yeah, and uh, All fours. In, in case any of you might have missed it, Dennis Prunty winning the race for the second time uh, in a row. But he had a lot of company at the end because Casey Johnson, who set fast time, got through the field and then 
got to his back bumper on lap 49 had it been a 51 or 52 lap race maybe he would have had a chance uh, but 50 laps got there and I think really the turning point in that race for anybody that might have seen I don't know if you watched the highlight package at all there Andy but uh, when Casey caught up to Alex Stumpf to challenge him for second he had him then they came up on a lap car Casey had to tuck it back in line for another lap or two and that was kind of what ended up being the difference I think so too I um Casey was fast all day long he was really fast in every practice and um obviously it set fast time and they were coming through the field really good on the outside at a pretty good clip um I think what, what would have made it interesting though is I don't know how willing Dennis Prunty is going to let you pass him with five laps to go there Very might have true. been a little more paint traded there Very and then who true. knows Alex yep. Stump might have won had he let Casey go sooner, if you think of it that way. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe. But Alex was very impressive. That, very impressive. You know, he, the car's red this year. Obviously, that doesn't do anything for it. Maybe it does. We don't know. <laughs> but uh, Casey had commented, you know, he was hard to pass. And, man, did he look good. Yeah, Alex has come a long ways, and every year he gets faster and faster. And, you know, he uh, if you look back to last year, he should have won the last Thursday night last year and I think Stralka nipped him right at the line right, right. at the end uh, yep. yeah. so I'm sure thought, I'm sure that's weighed on his mind over the winter too that he wanted a little little revenge and to come out on a high note I thought that we were going to have a repeat of that night uh, at the Tundra race yeah it was getting close it was real close uh, you know another thing I really like too is uh, watching you and Chad Butts go back and forth for quite a while <laughs> you guys had quite the race yeah, that was a lot of fun, and uh, me and Chad have a little bit of uh, a history, too. I raced for Mike, his dad, back in 2004, and Chad was about the same age as my daughter is now, you know, only six or seven years old. So we used to play around and race go-karts and do off-road things and whatever back then, and now I'm up on the half-mile racing with him. That's pretty cool. And, yeah, he followed me for, I don't know, six, eight laps, and he had a really good car, and he got to my outside, and I gave him room. And I actually gave him too much room because I dropped the left sides off into the grass in one and two. Um, he ended up scooting by, and then I caught back up with him and battled back with him and ended up passing him. And then with, I don't know, with about 10 laps to go, uh, he had an upper control arm break mm -hmm. on the left front. So he just wheeled it and hung on to that thing to finish sixth, I believe, yeah, he right was behind the top, yeah. Steve Apel. Yep. So, yeah, good run for him. And I messaged him, talked to him days after, like, hey, you're going to be really, really strong this year at Katana, yeah. and it sounds like they're going to run more uh, traveling, touring stuff this yep, year. Yep, they signed up for the whole Tundra deal again. Versus, so, uh, versus yeah. the weekly show stuff. Yeah, he uh, he was very impressive. And overall, the Thursday night cars, the Fox River Racing Club regulars, very good showing, very good showing. Yeah, I think we talked about this earlier. There was nine, well, ten. I think there were ten Thursday regulars. Alex Seidel had a little bit of an issue, so he had to drop right. out. Um, but of the other nine that were there, um, four of them were in the top five for the dash, mm -hmm. and the other four were in the fast heat. So everybody had qualified in um, to make the show, and then Lowell ended up racing his way in too. So, um, yeah, very good, solid show. And we've talked about Pathfinders um, before on the podcast. Top four spots were Pathfinders in the feature too. So um, good and thing going there. Six out of the top ten are uh, Thursday night regulars. Was it? Well. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Casey, obviously. Alex, you, uh, Chad, Lowell, and Bobby Kendall. Bobby Kendall. Yep. And Kendall probably should have finished fifth, and on the last lap he right. got tried to get a little bit more to get fourth, and that, that happens in racing. Yep. 
kind of took Jordan Thiel back with him. But And Jordan did a nice 360 and just kept on trucking. You know, I completely missed it because I was walking down <laughs> the stairs to start doing the driver interviews in Victory Lane, and uh, I thought, yeah, you know, Jordan had a really nice race. And then after the race, someone came up to me and said, geez, did you see Jordan and uh, Bobby Kendall on the last lap? And I said, no, what happened? <laughs> I don't even know if I the, caught that. That's, that's excellent that the promoter <laughs> slash announcer see. doesn't know what's happening <laughs> on the final lap. But Yeah, I was in the catbird seat about it. for that one that happened right in front of me, and you could see – you know, Alex, like you said before, he had a great car the whole race. He had battled hard, but you could see things were starting to fall off on him a little bit. And he came back to Jordan, and then Jordan kind of mm. got held up, and then me and Kendall were charging forward. And I tried to stay close enough just in case something happened. You could kind of pounce into that, and guess what? Something happened. So, yeah. Where did that happen at on the track? Right off of at turn two. two. Yep. Right off at of two? Yep. Okay. Otherwise, nice clean race, two spins. That was about it. Uh, yeah, first one was yep, just because cold rookies. tires. Yep. Yep. So, always nice to see a bunch of race cars get loaded up in one piece. That that makes for everybody to be a little bit happier. But, yeah. Uh, and the lap times were crazy fast. Like, I know I commented. I put something on social media about this. Um, qualifying was about what you expected for a four tire show. But what we really saw was, um, with only two laps of qualifying with the colder temperatures, you just couldn't get enough heat in the tires to get that monster lap, that 19-0, that 19-1. It needed to be another 10 or 15 degrees warmer for that. Um, but once the tires got heated up, guys were running crazy lap times. Uh, Jesse Odenhoven, another cook on a guy who ran yeah. well, yep. um, he probably would have finished again in the top 10. He had an ignition problem late in the race. Um, he won the fast dash, and we were looking at the lap times after the race, and he was running 19-2s on lap three, lap four, and lap five. In the dash. And I was running 19-2s, and I couldn't catch him. Wow. In the dash. But that just kind of showed you how fast the track was, and it just took a little time to get heat in the tires. And going back to, again, Casey Johnson with a phenomenal run, he was running 19-6s on lap 45, 46, 47, 50 mm -hmm. laps into a race, running 19-6s. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is insane. That yeah. is insanely fast out there. Yeah, I mean, overall, a lot of fun. I uh, want to congratulate the other winners of the day. Phil Mayloff won in the uh, Midwest Compact Series, which is neat. A little something different. You thought one guy was going to win, then you thought this guy was going to win, then he drops out, then this guy breaks on the last lap, and it was uh, it was very entertaining. Uh, Brian Vixmer, very fast in the five truck, took the Wisconsin Sport Trucks, and showstopper Mike Meyerhofer wins the figure eights. I so. think you'll be hearing that a lot this year. Possibly. Meyerhofer winning the figure eights. I, I think there's a good opportunity <laughs> that could happen. But that kind of brings us now to pit party. Andy, you said that was a good good time last Thursday to kind of get everybody revved up and ready to go for this Thursday. Yeah, it was kind of looking all week if you were watching the weather, which shame on you if you do that. Um, I know I do don't that too. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Don't it worry about it until like the it day It looked like it was going to be 80% chance of rain, complete washout, all this stuff, all this talk all week. And then guess what? Come Thursday, the sun is out. It's 75 degrees. It was really, really nice down there. Great turnout of cars. Um, I, don't, I didn't go around and count them, but I would venture somewhere in the 50, 40 to 50 range for cars and uh was awesome to see all the fans come out um they let them park on the track you know versus parking outside and walking down so all the cars were just lined up down the whole front stretch down the whole back stretch parked out there and um danny and ginger had you know had the concession stand open they had a band there or dj there um playing live music and that was a great time and uh first trophy of the year went to the hoffensberger van wyken team because they uh stayed there the latest <laughs> so they collect the orange cone from ginger what a shock <laughs> 
their first W of the year. Yeah, and to win the pit party, you have to be the last car. Something going tells in the me that if uh, the orange cone is on the line for the last <laughs> night of the year, they might be in contention for that one as they, well. Yes, very likely. I remember them being there last year. Uh, so let's get into it. Thursday night, new year, brand new start. We can go class by class. Super late models, yourself, JVO. Casey Johnson, kind of all the heavy hitters back in the mix. Maxwell Schultz. Maxwell going to come back, yeah. Yep. So there's, it's wide open. It's wide, It's got to be wide open, right? Yeah, you have your uh, – the names you just mentioned for sure are the ones that everybody thinks about and talks about right away off the bat because of previous success. And uh, Van Allenhoven's got a new Pathfinder this year, so that would be interesting to see how they perform. Is he coming but back full-time? Full-time, yes. yes. Full-time, good. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think the guys you really got to watch are some of the guys we just started out talking about. So, um, Brent Strelka had a strong finish to last year. Uh, Alex Stumps running strong. Jesse Audenhoven was really fast at the Tundra race. Um, don't rule any of those guys out. Um, you know, the other guy, uh, Grant Griesbach, you know, he started out and learned the ropes last year, won rookie of the year, but the month of August, you know, he was in the dash and he was running in the top five in features. So, um, there's another guy that uh, be interested to see. So strong competitive feel in the super lates, and I think uh, you're going to see uh, some of the guys that uh, maybe uh, didn't have the years they wanted last year maybe step up to the plate. You got Timmy Springstrow and Mickey Shally both with brand new cars. Um, should be should be fun. Yeah, and of course we don't want to rule out a guy like Bobby Kendall, who was last year's red, white, and blue champion. Kyle Kalmus, who had a really nice year last year. Uh, Sawyer efforts. Got to be a guy that you want to watch Absolutely. out for. Maybe just, you know, a few lucky breaks here or there for him. It always kind of seems like the bad luck gets at him every once in a while. But, uh, I mean, I'm just kind of looking at it right now, and I see, you know, out of the top ten, why not? Yep. You know, out of the top 10 guys from last year, why you could make a case for almost any of them. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's going to be competitive, and, you know, it's um, it's really an accomplishment, and, and I know Maxwell's achieved this before um, as well as Casey. It's really an accomplishment with that field of cars if you can be in the dash every Thursday night, and that's what's going to set you up to um, have a successful year, you know, if you're shooting for a championship towards the end of the year because it's the qualifying, it's the dash points, and then – find a way to finish in the top five in the feature and that's what's really going to kick it off and i would say with that group of cars there's probably only going to be one or two people that do it where they're mm-hmm. in the dash every single week because it is so competitive yeah yeah and you've made that statement before and it's turned out to be rather prophetic so uh, we'll definitely have to be <laughs> watching out for that throughout the season uh in the late model division you take a look defending champion like you had mentioned earlier jesse bernhagen not going to be returning. He's got some other things going on. Moving out toward the Nielsville area, uh, just kind of scaling back on the racing, going to get married a little later on this summer. So you look at former champion Brazen Bennett, Eddie Munster, brother Brian, Brian Monday, Hopfensberger team, Mike King, Brent Wenzel. It's going to be an interesting year. Yeah, you got a rookie coming up too from the sport trucks. You got uh, Nate Brantmeyer. That's Brent yep. Strelka's old car, which has won several features before yep. out there too so yeah you had some new people to the mix as well tara springstrow's coming back um randy yeager um scott baker you know there's another name that's kind of been off and on you should see him out there this year as well and of course our guest reagan may yep 
You kind of got that threat. Yeah, you kind of got that look in your eye. Like you think Regan's going to be a real threat to win this championship this year. I could tell when we were interviewing her that you, you kind of. I don't know if you want to say she's the favorite, but she's definitely got to be up there. I, th- I think that she is capable of doing it. Obviously, she proved in 2015 at Plover winning the Super Late Model Championship. And then just all the experiences she's had traveling and then teaming up with the divine team that knows Kakana and everything so well. I think that's a really good combination. So exactly like she said, if she can be consistent, stay out of trouble, there's no reason she can't be in the conversation come August. And that's all you can hope for. On to the quarter mile, quarter mile late models. Can anybody beat Corey Kempkus? I know he's going to need a sub one week. Yeah, I don't know who's going to do that. Dan, you want to drive Kempkus's car? Who's going to be behind the camera? Oh, that's right. I'll do it. Okay. Yeah, I'll do both. Good. <laughs> I'll go ahead I do, there. I do, it, I do it for hockey. I announce and do camera all at once. <laughs> do it. Yeah, it's not It's not fun, but just give me the tripod. Their well, first we can race just throw is... the camera in the car and just have the perfect point of view. <laughs> Watch you spin. Never mind. <laughs> spin out. Yeah. Uh, spin out, yeah. So the quarter mile late models, they got seven races this year again. I believe their first one is the... 31st or the I think it might be June 7th but they'll be back out there good competitive field Burke and Sparowski yep Kelsey Hayes back again Me, not, not sure, sure on that one yeah she had a good season last year finishing third in the points Burke and Travis Willing that 50 car the Anthony car I think they stuck a couple different yep. guys in there I know Jake Zielinski ran car. it a little bit last year he's actually going to be moving up part-time in the late model class back where he was originally uh, Jerry Schneider had some fun doing that last year too. Yeah, yeah. It should uh, it should be interesting. Seven, right? Seven races this yep. season. So seven, yep. Good. Plenty of time to get out there, and then of course the two pavement pounder races this year with the modifieds kind of getting intermingled in there as well. Other quarter mile division. Rachel Meyerhofer will sort of be back to defend her championship, but she's teaming up for that championship run. Yeah, that should be interesting. Different dynamic for her. Yeah. Who's she teaming up with? Uh, Andrew, right? Andrew Meyerhofer? Yeah, I believe so. It's okay. uh, it's going to be a, an all Meyerhofer team, but uh, it's not going <laughs> to be Might Rachel. Might we see another yeah. Meyerhofer in that car one night? Well, you're going to have to be careful because you can only have one team driver for your points. Yep. That's true. So you can't go into the third driver, but you got Dave Meyerhofer. I would imagine that 59 car will be back. Van Roy and Schwalbach, yep. if they're teamed up again. Um, Randy Timer. Here's my pick for the championship this year. I'm going out on the limb. It's going to happen. Larry Rego is going to take it. It's time for the banana boat. The 51's time has come. <laughs> he I'm, can do it. I'm feel like he could do it. <laughs> that car is capable. Absolutely. Driver is too. Yeah. You know why? Uh, he's been racing there for a long time. Finished fifth in the points last year. We have a former champion making his return potentially two to the class That's right with yep. the yeah. wagon the station wagon so we've got the team with uh greg hauser and um wayne sankowski yes okay I believe. yep wayne that'll Zalowski. be uh yep. that'll be a formidable opponent yep yeah, that'll absolutely. be another one out there so very formidable opponent. super stock class heating up yeah for if sure. they can all make it through tech that'll be key <laughs> well Dylan's oh, not that was, either right that was all of the fun last year wasn't it no, Dylan isn't racing this year. He's actually getting married um, in the fall, and he's been helping on our team quite a bit. Wait, so, Dylan's getting married? Yep. When did yeah. he put a ring on it? On 
sometime earlier this off season. Was right? it Christmas? Yeah, right around Christmas time. Hey, it was Christmas. Dan, you I need to pay attention to Facebook, man. What, what are you <laughs> yeah, missing? I, I'm missing everything. <laughs> You're apparently. missing everything, man. <laughs> I, I never no. thought he'd put a ring on it. So yeah, Dylan's not racing this year, but he's been helping over at our team, which he's been a great asset. Um, we did tell him though, if our team starts to have problems in tech, we know <laughs> the one thing that changed through the off season. So we like uh, to give keep him a, hard a good time. eye on your uh, transmission. Yeah, he's yeah. not he's not allowed to come over to buy the car and tech inspection. Perfect. Keep him <laughs> keep him far guilt far by association. Away. <laughs> Uh, other four uh, other divisions on the quarter mile, the four cylinders. Um, some rules changes this year. Not sure who's in, who's out. Uh, kind of went back and forth. There yeah. were some rules changes. Then there were some changes that got reverted. People had already replaced some cars. So um, got everything figured out now and back on the straight and narrow. So essentially VTEX were out and then they're back in and cold air intakes are in and there's a few rule changes that are going to make it interesting. Yeah, I'll year. give you the long and short of it. I was involved with this a little bit in the off season, but uh, really what the officers are trying to do is keep this as stock as possible to keep it an entry-level class for people getting into it. Um, however, there there are some rules, like you mentioned, with the airbox. If you keep that stock and you need a stock GM airbox on a Cavalier, you're going to spend way more money to do that than buy a aftermarket cold air one. So yeah. there's some yeah, of the stuff. That's a lot of the like, problem when you get this, into that gets stock area. Gooey. It gets a little tough to yeah. actually find the stock parts instead but of something fabricated. There were some growing yeah. pains. The pendulum swung one way, and then it swung back, and then it found its way in the middle. And uh, hopefully they uh, they uh, have everybody back, and they'll have some great racing this year. And Heather Wolfgram's got to be one of the favorites. Right, and uh, I don't know the plans of Andy Miller, but defending champion, if uh, he's... I believe he might be doing some ISS stuff. He was kind of talking about doing some traveling and things like that. Um, 54, Jake Peters had a good season last year. He finished third. What about friend of the podcast, Scott Wolf, was just going to say, finished fourth. And he's been doing a lot of learning this offseason. He's actually um, become a member of the Chase Motorsports Mm -hmm. team with Casey Johnson and Dennis Chase helping on their team, so... You'll see some of those ideas trickle can, into the I can promise you that car is ready. That car <laughs> is ready. Yeah, and, you know, we, I, I guess at this point in time, I don't really want to get too far into, like, who's going to be in and out because last year I, I don't know if I would have mentioned Andy Miller as a potential championship right? threat, you know? We knew Heather Wolfgram was kind of kind of being. We knew yep. who was sort of going to be there. Flying but pickle. Then all of a sudden, you know, things just changed throughout the year. That class is so so tough to predict. You know, it's who, always in a flux. Who, Dan Thompson, yeah, the year going before. To show up. Could right. Mike Klein come back and race every week? Remember, he won a championship. You know, Rick Glazer is a fast. The PT Cruiser is for sale yeah. is or has sold. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so easy for somebody to just, you know, week two, pick up a car and bring it out and race the rest of the season. Right. Um, one of the big changes with it, though, there's going to be no semi-feature. All cars that show up for the night. Race, both features. Two twenty lap features. Ah, or fifteen. Fifteen. I okay. want to say. I want to say it's fifteen laps. Okay. Um, All together. Yeah. So if forty cars show up. Forty cars show up. Forty cars race, in two fifteen lap features. I'm going to make a <laughs> plea at this moment <laughs> that if that does happen. Tower people, please give me a, at least one extra lap of parade laps so I can get through the entire field. Are, are you? I don't even know if any of the tower people 
listen to this. Well, here, this here's here's the call out. Do any tower people <laughs> listen to this? This is their warning. Aren't there two tower people on this? <laughs> no, I'm not a me. tower person. <laughs> yeah, this is their warning. Shots fired. Please help me out. Well, that'll be an interesting format change. Uh, yeah. Definitely looking forward to seeing that. All right, let's move it along. Sport trucks. Jason Plutz, defending champion. Kyle Quella. I think they said Brian Vixmer was going to be doing a lot of racing this year. Yes, he is. Up. Five truck was fast. Very T- fast. Uh, Tanner Fickle looked good at the Tundra race as well. 27 truck. He finished third. Uh, Kylie Vandermoss looked good. She was running up front all year last year. Another and one. Of, the luck. Yeah, just another one of these classes where, you know, four or five different racers, you know, take your pick. Yep. Definitely, and and you could see uh, Cody Vanderloop step up. He had some good runs last year. Um, in addition to that, uh, the Sokolics, you know. Yeah. He and came them all. took a heat win at Tundra, right? Correct. There you go. I thought so. And he held, he held that first place really well. It was a battle for it. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a good truck race that we had there until Vixmer got out front well. Still good, but he was uh, he was stretching it out. He's pretty tough. And maybe Riley Krieger, if we can, you know, talk to the guy who owns the sex bar down yeah, here about getting out. that other sport truck done. Hint, yeah. hint. And Craig, have, if right? you're listening to this, right? But they do a lot of traveling as well. So <laughs> he just looks away. Yeah, he's. he's <laughs> we're talking about you. We're just making noise. We're just making noise. Well, let's keep talking about him because you know, figure eight championship. Craig Van Wetering oh, not segue. coming back. Hey, Craig. Why not Craig Krieger? How many uh, how many uh, figure eight cars do you say you have? Ten has enough to make ten. Has enough to make ten figure eight cars. Well, that means so he can hit you in the X almost every week, yeah. and still have another one. At, yeah, exactly. at least every other week. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but of course, that brings in Terry Van Roy, Willie Van Camp, all the regulars. But like we said, no Craig Van Wettering this year. Add a veteran. Yes. And I'm and excited black about Black and silver, number three, sponsored by Zeb's Auto Salvage, Rick Coffert. Yes. Oh. The AMC Javelin. <laughs> I have never seen him race. Well, Dan, this, this is Thursday night. I have a question since you said that. Yeah, did what? you watch Days of Thunder yet? Yeah. <laughs> we went over <laughs> this the last time. I think he did, right? <laughs> okay, you saw him race. Yes, that was. Uh, We're good. Okay. Yeah. Did you enjoy the movie? I don't think we yeah. asked you. Okay. I actually enjoyed the movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. We asked him about Russ Wheeler's girlfriend. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. We we seem to bring that up Hard every no. time. Yeah. <laughs> Hard pass. Thank you. Rockstar Russ coming back? Rockstar Russ, yeah. Yes, he is. That'd be uh, another good contender, I think. Yep. We're still waiting for him to win so he can shave his beard off here. Do you still I- have it? Yes, he does. Oh, I would imagine and I, so. I don't know if he's going to be doing a full season because there was just a new addition to the family there. Oh, oh boy. Congratulations. So. He got another car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Gotcha. Oh, baby, yes. Yes. Congrats. Yes. New baby. Um, two weeks ago? A week ago? Oh, wow. I can't even remember. Oh, wow. It, I saw it on my Facebook feed. I didn't see it. Look at me. Now You're I'm, yelling at me about I'm a, I'm a, being hey, on Facebook. I ramp it up about a month before. I'll flat out say starts. it. I'm a hypocrite for that one now. <laughs> <laughs> Not afraid to admit it. I mean, once the season starts for Tundra, you really... I lose You lose everything. sight of everything. Yes. And I. that's when I ramp up because Perfect. we're getting into... 
That's how we help each other out. Exactly. That's how we help each other out. We're a team. 6.30 start time, we should mention now. Yes. Fox River Race Club has moved the start time up. It was 6.45, and now it is 6.30. So we cut out some dead time at the beginning, and the idea in the offseason behind that was to get the show on the road, get the show done, get the fans and the young kids into the pits, mm-hmm. and get that interest for racing continuing to thrive. So right. hopefully, barring wrecks, cautions, all that fun stuff, uh, we should be done every Thursday night before 10 o'clock. I hope so. I hope Yeah, because so you have a long drive. If I got to be driving <laughs> back to Lake Geneva every week, I sure hope so. That would be very nice. Yeah. yeah. And one other change with the format, too, in addition to that, the super late feature will be before the late model yes. feature. Yes. And they move the last chance race, I believe, after the first quarter mile feature, the super late model dash. I know it's it's really early. So you're going to see that last chance race be pretty early to give those cars that transfer from the semi enough time to get ready for mm-hmm. the main event with the super late being flipped with the late model. So a yep. couple little tweaks if you're like, hey, what what's going on there? That's what's going on there. Yeah, should be, uh, should be a lot of fun. So 6.30 this Thursday. Weather looks awesome, by the way, from the yeah, forecast I was, I've seen. I was looking 74, at it after, yeah, yeah, I was looking at it after the uh, Tundra race. And they had it pegged at 80% chance of rain. I looked at it again today. Quit watching the weather. Yeah. 5% chance. Stop doing that. Don't look at okay. the weather until the day of the event. I have that day off. <laughs> I, Don't I'm going to look, look at that weather, at the weather so until the day of the event. That way I know if I have to come up here. Listen to the race. Listen to the race. See, he was yeah. seeing if it was going to rain so he could put his headlight bulbs in. Yeah. So he's going to get pulled over on the way yeah. to the podcast. Way to go. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I was late tonight. Very late. Yeah. it's uh, We're almost into Tuesday here, which is cool because that means we're just almost closer to Thursday night. Absolutely. But anyway, we should also mention that before we get to the second week of Thursday night racing, just in case we don't get the podcast going this Thursday night or maybe you miss it before next Monday, more racing, Midwest Tour in town uh, on Monday kind of trying to rejuvenate the Memorial Day race. 350 lap features, one for the Fox River Racing Club, one for the Midwest Tour, top 10 out of both, top five redraw, and go into the big feature at the end. Correct. So it's a little different-looking format. They did it once at Ileana. Very entertaining. Andrew Morrissey ended up winning. It was ARCA Midwest Tour versus ARCA CRA. uh, Perfect. Oh. On the big half mile there. That's interesting. So. Yeah, just a little something. Start times on that? Two o'clock. I haven't looked yet. Okay. Yeah, two o'clock start time on Memorial Day. And uh, yeah, hopefully that's a great event. Um, Greg and Angie McCarn's bringing that back. That's a Memorial Day tradition that was back from the Arco days in the early 90s. Um, They used to always have that event. So bringing it back, hopefully we get a great turnout for that. Hopefully the season opening event, uh, Thursday Night Thunder, presented by the X Bar. keeps some cars unscathed and together so everybody can come out and participate on that special monday event because it's basically three three races for mm-hmm. us in the first week of the season and thursday monday thursday midwest truck series mid-american stock car series correct midwest trucks yep and mid mid am and i don't know figure eights at the end potentially Not that i know of but mid would know yeah craig would know 
We'll yell at them again. Mid-Am series is always fun. It's been a little while since they've been here. So. I've never seen a Mid-Am race. Oh, really? Really? Well, see, okay. Do you so even do you even watch racing? Yeah. No, nope. you haven't seen anything. We're ready really? to have your socks. So, Look at this sheltered life. So you guys always <laughs> talk about oh the '90s races, the '90s races. I didn't start coming out to the track until 2009. Well, remember we're much older than you are. Yeah. <laughs> we get stuff in the mail from AARP. Right. It's Kay. a little different. But I'm just we had saying. to blow in video games to put them in the machine to make them work. Yeah. I mean, I still I did that too. <laughs> but I still do that. And I, don't I, even do need, I don't even need to. I do that with discs. There you go. Did you see Andrew Morrissey? There's a, I think it was Andrew Morrissey posted something about Bill Elliott's NASCAR challenge today on Facebook. That was fun. The one on Game Boy? No, the one on Nintendo. I think it was on Game Boy too. Was it? Yeah. It was on Game Boy. You want to know who Game all Boy played and impossible. if anybody was successful at Sears Point or Watkins Glen. Never. <laughs> no. Never. So that, impossible. That was, that was the debate for today. <laughs> impossible. I think I finished once. <laughs> I think I finished Watkins Glen once, like fifth. But anytime you go into that first turn, if you didn't woe it down enough. Yep, you're going in the pickers. Yeah, you go right. Well, actually, you didn't even make it there because you would hit the rumble strips on the outside of the spin and you'd be out. It's like, man, just let me go into the grass and get back on the track. <laughs> if anybody doesn't know grass. what Matt's talking about right now, just go on YouTube and type in Jimmy Johnson Watkins Glen. Oh. <laughs> and then just yeah. Watch him go for a ride. Oh. <laughs> and remember, he did not have a Hans device on at that time no. either. That's that that's the crazier thing. Yeah. No How hum. do you hit the wall at was tire barrier? Yeah. How do you hit the tire barrier yep. at what? That was clipping. 70, 80 miles oh, an hour? Yeah, more than he, that. he caught air, too. Yeah, without <laughs> a Hans device. And then he gets out and stands first. on the rough. Yeah, right. <laughs> he did the Carl Edwards before Carl Edwards did the Carl Edwards. Maybe he braced himself. Maybe he put his hands back behind his head. And Maybe he did the Danica. Yeah, well, you never know. You never know. Well... I think it's a good time to wrap it up, guys. Uh, we want to thank Reagan May for joining us here. We want to thank the X-Bar, as always. Fantastic place to come on down after the races, before the races, Saturday nights, Sunday nights, Monday nights, you know, whenever you got to do Tuesday it. Tuesday afternoons. Tuesday afternoons, perfect. Whenever you got time, head on down Wait, to the Wait, when's X -Bar. the free pizza? Right now. It's, they just yeah. finished one for you. Oh, yeah. That's why you were late. They have See, the it's sign. free pizza on Tuesday. Yeah, they have the it sign off. It is free pizza on Tuesday. I so you so. waited to get here till midnight so Attaboy. you could eat free. Yep, yep. And it's sitting there right there for <laughs> you, so perfect. You know how I plan. I see that. FRC.us, Fox River Racing Club. Find it on Facebook. And, uh, hey, let's go. It's time to get this season started. Let her chew. Let's go. All right. Till we see you next time, stay out of trouble.